Hello. Hello. And hello, listeners. Welcome to our first episode of Jackpot the Podcast, which is basically going to be me talking as much nonsense as I can get away with and um, hopefully gain some listeners too. You kept me waiting, girl. I know. I did. My heart was racing. I'm nervous. I'm nervous too. Uh, For the listeners that don't know, basically... I'm using an app called Anchor, which allows us to kind of record in separate locations. Um, and I invited Olivia and she's been well, taking her I'm... sweet time to to start. And I'm <laughs> you know, I'm very impressed. The whole setup is great. I thought it was going to be some like dodgy. Some raggedy. <laughs> well, I mean, that would be very me. So I, yes, I'm, yeah, I, I'm going to true. take that personally and I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm currently, I mean, where, what are you, where are you? I'm currently sitting in a car. well i mean i have to i have to fit with the scene the recording setup may not be dodgy but you know me i'm sitting in a car car? yeah well i just you know i didn't want any disruption such a diva in a a dodgy parking lot no i'm actually in my driveway so nothing nothing glamorous like that well i'm just at home um, everyone is yeah. away, so there's no noise right now. But oh, did you kick them out? You're like, go, I did. I go did. get Corona, <laughs> go get Corona, girls. Quite nice being alone for once during the lockdown. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's okay that they're outside because I mean, it's lovely weather currently as well. Oh, voice mm-hmm. crack. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there will be some listeners who, I mean, I don't know why this is the case, but they they won't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, our guest today is Olivia Kyra. She yeah. is a uh, um, mother of two. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, introducing me because I can do it myself. She loves making a, a casserole. I do, I do. That's true. And she, yeah, well, she's not actually a mother of two. Olivia no. is a student at St Andrews. She's a boss ass gal. I just Thank love you. her very much. Oh. Um, and Thank she's you. one of my good friends. And today we're talking about film because apparently Olivia is studying film studies up at St Andrews. Yes. She's not just drinking <laughs> Peblos. And... Yeah, it's part of one of my modules. One of my main Ooh, IR, is that right? Yeah, studying okay. film on the side. On the side. Yeah. It's fun though. It's good. Yeah, well, I think it does sound fun too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, yeah, just excited to start talking. So basically today we're going to be talking about film and TV. Uh, mm-hmm. To give you a little overview, we're going to be talking about favourite films, all sorts of things to do with film and TV. And um, I think there's going to be a little bit of debate because, in my humble opinion, <laughs> I oh, happen to think... I've taken the earrings, girl. I happen to think that Olivia is a bit of a film snob. Who said that? Oh. Who said that? Ah! <laughs> okay, I'll admit I'm a little snobby, but... I mean, there's also some pretentious films that I kind of think are a little bit overhyped as well. Mm, so, oh yeah, yeah we're gonna get we're gonna get into that. Yeah, so got a lot of thoughts on films, and I know you mm. do too. Yeah, well, we have lots of thoughts that <laughs> I seem do. to think everybody wants to hear. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna run through. Oh, actually, no. How dare I? Guest first. Why don't you run I know, through? How rude. I know. <laughs> Calling me out on my own podcast. It's the first episode, Olivia. <laughs> well, that's what you get. First, first guest. Well, you know. Well, yeah. Well, exposed. So, exposed me. Oh, a little expose. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, why don't you read out some of your favorite films, and that's how we'll how we'll get started. Okay. So just so the yeah. holy grail. Yeah, the the top the top the tier. Top tier. Well, I mean, my list on IMDb. Cause I'm a bit, I'm a bit, you know, like that, you know. <laughs> 
have a little yeah. list. I'm a bit, you know, a little bit pernickety about that. I have mm. about 36 titles on there, but obviously I'm not going to go through 36 titles because nobody, oh, yeah, nobody wants to do down, that. Um, so I might... <laughs> we'll, release that, we'll release that on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exclusive, the after show, no one else hear about. <laughs> so I kind of narrowed it down to about... Oh, I mean, I've got four that I think are worth talking about. No, five that I think are worth talking about. But Okay. I don't just here. feel Let's like a a full-on list like just run through them and you can ask about the ones you want to hear about or... well yeah just give us your top tier and then we can have a okay. little bit of a conversation because i'm sure there's yeah. going to be some top thoughts. tier top tier mm. this is the very small list okay green mile oh yeah, yeah. we've never heard you talk about that before <laughs> i think everyone i come into contact with knows that that's my favorite film and they don't even want to mm. hear about it <laughs> yeah the godfather Okay, I, I've, I've never actually seen either of these films, which I well, feel like is a bit of a crime, a to be honest. I know, that it's yeah. actually a trilogy, contrary to popular belief. Well, yeah, my dad says the second one's better, actually. The third one's... It's controversial. It's controversial, it's mm. all to say. Um, yeah. The Shining, obviously. Oh, that yes. Mm-hmm. Also, Singing in the Rain, which, you know me, I am not a, a musical, musical fan. I'm not a musical Olivia? fan. At all. It's like torture for me, but I love Singing in the Rain for some strange reason. It's like one of my favourite films. Mm. Paris is Burning is also favourite. Well, that's kind of a documentary. Oh, of I know you should well, that, yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot this was the documentary <laughs> podcast. Also documentary. Like stealing my content. Yes. I don't have much. I was meant to say I don't have much to talk about. Then I realised that was a blatant <laughs> lie. <laughs> like, oh my God. Come and listen to me talk about everything. I don't have much to talk about. No, that's a lie. I have a lot to say. A lot. It's a Scorpio. Yes. <laughs> and then I kind of have two more that are worth talking about. Um, well, let's hear. Obviously, Little Women. That was amazing. Well, we love Little Women. I went to see Little it. Women. I went to see Little Women twice. However, I've become slightly less, well, a lot less in love with it oh, no. since I learned about Gregor. Gregor, we go. She's a controversial Oof. figure. She, she loves a she loves a little whitewash, which we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about later, on, yes, which is not the one. But um, it was a, it was a really good film, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. And I, I th- I've said before that when I have children, I want my kids to call me Marmy because. <laughs> Sorry. I just want that stature. Choices. <laughs> well, yeah, and that was a choice. That was a choice. It was. Anyway, so yeah, Little Women, and then my mm-hmm. final one. No one, well, not no one. I'm not acting like this is. I'm the only one that's seen this film. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, only I don't know. I mean, it's a very popular play. I know that, and the film was also. Oh, it's mm-hmm. also kind of the top of like. There's this like IMDb list. It's like the best movies of all time, and it's like very near the top of that. Oh, a, all right, yeah. so you have a lot of people that agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, no one's really heard of it when I mentioned it to them, so I don't know if it's mm-hmm. a film that's known when and within like people who are interested in film. But it's called Twelve Angry Men. It's very good. I have I have never, never heard, heard of this. Oh, it's so good. It's basically like uncultured swing drama. I read the play Ooh, love it. Um, when I was that was like last year, so I read the play. It was really quick mm-hmm. because it was a play, and then I watched the film and it was amazing. And not much really. I mean. There is stuff that happens, but it's very much a speaking-based film. But it's brilliant. Okay. It's, it's it is a sexy as opposed film. to as opposed to the silent films like <laughs> that we had years ago. Oh, that's that's like people tend day. to speak in films. Olivia, <laughs> okay, <laughs> she's different. She's unique. 
very good. Um, don't be put off by the black and white and the six. Oh no, love that. Because I know some people are like, I don't want to watch films that aren't in colour. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's really good. And it's it's amazing. Henry Fonda in it too. So very good. Jane Fonda? Yeah, Jane Fonda's dad. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Okay. I was going to be like, I thought I'd maybe heard that. No. Jane Fonda is a legend. Is. So is. so, so is Henry that. Fonda. He's great. I thought I'd like to watch more films about it. So. Same. Yes. So is that is that your holy grail? Is that your I top mean, tier? There's obviously more I could talk about because I just have so many films I love, but I'm not going to bore like, everyone. Don't tempt so, me. So yeah, are you surprised or expecting it? Um, I mean, <laughs> there was a lot that I hadn't heard of, yeah. so like that's interesting. Oh, that's that means I can go and watch films, and maybe some of our listeners as well. They can go and yes. watch some films in a lot of time. But I mean, obviously they'll be quite busy because mm-hmm. you know so much to do currently. <laughs> Hello, it's quarantine. <laughs> oh, we're all run off quarantine, mama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, so my favorite, yes. my top tier. Okay, so in no particular order, as Dermot O'Leary would yes, say, that was the same for mine. That was in no order. Yeah. <laughs> Just to yes. clarify. So, that, uh, Stand By Me. Oh, have you seen I need that? to watch that. That's still on my watch list. I love how our top tier, we're going to have like, not I seen know. either one. It's actually sad. It's really sad. I love Stand By Me. I love a good coming of age book. Yes. Love a good coming of age film. Hit me in the oh, feels. Oh, is that coming of age? Yes, I love you. I'm like, like Ugh, obviously. <laughs> um, yes, it is well, a coming of age. And listeners. You know, there's obviously kids in it. Okay, and that means it's a children's film. It's a timeless classic. Don't worry, How I'm not dare you. it. It looks brilliant. It looks so good. Oh, it sure. Does. It does. Sure. I, I really want to watch mm. it. I do. Yeah. Okay, well, Stand By Me is one of my favourite films. I know a lot of people that love it too. It just, I watch it a lot when I can. It makes me feel very, very warm. Well, yeah, that, that's actually good to have a film like that you can go back to. That's like me with Singing in the Rain. I feel like you need to have a film that like you can just switch on and just feel... Feel, feel good, good feel good film. Just warms your heart. And then next for me, I, well, Amelie. I love Amelie. That's oh, another one I, I to watch. Oh. Ah! I know you've been talking about how you're going to watch for ages yeah. and I'm just starting to believe that you're not actually going to. I, I will, I will. <laughs> I, I've just got a lot of films to watch. It's so busy so in busy. lockdown. I know. Don't have time to watch films. <laughs> I love it though. I mean, honestly, yeah. um... It's just so quirky, so amazing. I watch it all the time. I just love the the style, the the color palette. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the the whole thing. Yeah. I just think it's really quirky, and the soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack is so gorgeous. Is it it's just a really. Right? It's just. I, it isn't right to. It's nowhere Come near right to. How could it be? I mean, nothing compares to you, as Sinead would say. Um, but Amelie. Yeah, I just feel like it's very aesthetically pleasing. Well, Mm -hmm. I probably like that because I do like aesthetics. Yeah, but it's so French and quirky that I worried you would just write. I am worried. (laughs) Can't even speak. Illiterate. I'm just worried that you would like write it off and you'd be like, oh, no. Though it's quite well liked, so you should. It's probably got a high rating. It it does have a high rating. It's a very high rating. (laughs) Olivia's checked. Miss Olivia does not watch films that do not have a decent rating, and I don't know. Maybe some of her, maybe some of her listeners can chime in in the comments. Oh God, I, know. I feel like after this podcast, I'm gonna get what they think. By but... so many people. Well, I personally, I personally feel that not all films 
have to have a high rating to that be good because some of them are lovably bad and some of them are just meh but like in rating but like it's just a, that whole feel good thing we're talking that's about that's very true i feel like very much but, like film is a kind of i know it sounds a bit i don't know you know there's a better word for it but i feel like film is kind of like a vibe i know it sounds really like oh <laughs> Not the right put that in your essay next time. Honestly, first class honors from St Andrews. Vibe. Here she is, ladies and gentlemen, second it's best university in the UK. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. What is it? A vibe. <laughs> but I feel like I don't know. I feel like it's a bit like if you like a song. There's no explaining kind of why you like the song. You might keep going, girl. No. This is probably like edit it out. <laughs> But like, no, there's some films that are hailed by critics, and I've watched, and I just don't, don't connect it, or I just, I just mm. don't, you know, I just feel, I feel a bit bored by it, or, and then I feel like, why do I not like this when so many people love it? You know, I don't know, because it's obviously never normal. <laughs> <with> <laughs> film, but it's it, I don't know the way it connects to you. Yeah, yeah. So that's why Amelie stand by me. Third one for me is Dead Poet Society with Robin Williams. It's such an amazing film. It's oh, I mean, and the thing is, no spoilers, people that haven't seen it, including me. But because I haven't seen it, I was so angry at the end of the film, like because it has quite. uh, Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. I was really angry, and for weeks, you know, my moon's in Cancer. So I I feel like yeah you know, very emotional. I just get attached to these things, and I was like, oh, it, it just is a film that really stayed with me. I think it's probably Robin Williams' best film. Mm-hmm. I think as a teacher, it's really interesting as well. Well, as a teacher, growing, <laughs> I'm just past first year. As a teacher, no, as a student teacher. Then do you graduate uh, during the coronavirus pandemic? I know well. I just slipped them a a few coins and said, yeah, get that through, get that that qualification. (laughs) But yeah, I loved it. I just think it's such an amazing, um, that's how I describe all films. Amazing, Amazing, quirky, wholesome, feel good. But no, it was just really well well done, executed Mm -hmm. film. And I think that's why it's in the Holy Grail. Because when I was going through my favourite films, I had to remove some musicals because i felt like girl that's a whole other podcast for me I love, I love a good that musical is. whereas you, you you you're not as much of a fan as we've established so um that kind of altered my list but i feel like dead post site is always i've had it on the list for ages i'm dying to watch it i'm telling like you i mean these vibe. films are my favorite because i have taste was that vibe again vibe it's amazing that's our, that's our it's, an amazing, it's an amazing vibe. <gasps> Mind blown. Um, yeah, and then the, obviously the next film, well, I don't know why it's obvious, but um, I know you've seen this one, finally. Insert noise. <laughs> um, Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it in a while, so I kind of forget Tom parts of it. But... Hank's best film. So good. So, so good. I'm going to go out on a whim yeah. and say that. I know he's done amazing work like Toy Story and mm-hmm. stuff, but... <laughs> no, I think that's an um, for Tom Hanks, really, because no one talks about him being... I think it's his best him. acting, and Tom Hanks is an amazing yeah, actor. Really, um, chameleon can really, you know, get into okay, a I've role, seen, um, skill that I never seen, had. <laughs> I've never seen Tom Hanks play a bad guy yet. Bad girls! <laughs> <laughs> Talking about No, I've heard he's a nice guy. He could sing. He could sing it, maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Through the great <grapevine. laughs> 
Coming through the grapevine. You know? mm. Yeah. <laughs> you 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 up there, yeah. you at the table. Well, one day, Mama, that's that's the reason oh. we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> Social climbing. No, but there's this scene in Philadelphia, which is very famous, which some of our listeners may know. And if you don't know, well, I'm telling you about it now. So, <laughs> sorry. Um, it's really um, emotional. Um, obviously, Philadelphia is about a, um, a gay man who gets fired for um, having AIDS, which is very poignant during the um, Thai period and still now for me as a gay person mm-hmm. as well. So that whole... Be, being a part of you know gay history and you know the oppression that has happened against gays and then like it's still obviously here today mm-hmm. obviously that's a very emotional subject but in this scene you know there's a an opera and you know it's you know he's AIDS is obviously killing him and I won't say whether he dies mm-hmm. or not but um it's just very yeah. sad, you know, and but so amazingly well shot. And the whole film just really addresses some important things. I wrote a review on Facebook afterwards, just basically saying, you know, mm-hmm. about how these ideas of gay people being dirty or having AIDS and all these stereotypes still exist today. And, you know, things like Section 28 and that were implemented by the Tories, you know, all of this culminated in the oppression I faced and then you know it slowly trickles yeah. down so I think for me that's why that film's always going to be in and it took ages credit to my mum my mum was like you have to watch this it's an amazing film but you know after Deadpool Society I was so angry girl I was like I cannot watch another like you know those films where they're like covering really difficult topics yeah. it's like unjust like in the name of the father girl oh, oh. I know there's some, there's some films so, you can't really like rewatch either because like you can love them, yeah. but like they're hard to rewatch because it's just so frustrating. Like, what's the, the theme? I know. And because I'm under the court, I don't think I'm articulating how much Philadelphia kind of imp- impacted on me. But I wrote a big post about it where I kind of had time to reflect on what I thought about it and how important it was at the mm-hmm. time and what it kind of addressed and you know the the perspective because the, the lawyer that's um kind of what would you say fighting for him? I don't know what they're yeah. representing him. Um, you know, he is representative of a lot of the perhaps audience's views now and then, and also just a lot of the people who would have been watching. And you know, he's not necessarily fully mm-hmm. understanding, and it's that character growth yeah, and art that is representative to a lot mm-hmm. of society. You mm-hmm. know, so that's our philosophical <laughs> rant that I've terribly articulated. But if you go have a look at the Facebook post, Don't worry, you're doing better than me. I swear. It's not ah! I'll just copy and paste it again. <laughs> be like, oh, this is what I meant to say. Edit. <laughs> maybe maybe I do a voiceover of me like reading that, that post. Um, and then finally, Thelma oh, and Louise. I, I can't believe I forgot about that because I was kind of thinking... I know. I was like, I'm surprised that isn't on yours because I know yeah. that was one we talked about as I mean, amazing. To be like totally honest, like I did really. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I did. I really like the film. It's just, it's not like on my. I feel like the films that are on my holy grail list are ones that like, I don't know, just really, like you said about Philadelphia, like really change you. Or, like like yeah, resonating really with you and stuff. Like, yeah. I, I, I really loved it, but it wasn't like one of those, oh my God, life changing films. You know? 
Yeah, yeah, that's all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and those are my those are my holy grails. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, no. I mean, I thought no, but I mean, I could go and analyze. I, after I watched it, watched this one with Mum as well. I really just wanted to like. I was like, we have to analyze this in English. I remember like saying to some of my English teachers, "Love Thelma and Louise." Some really good feminist scenes yeah. throughout it, and you know addressing that yeah I, mean, I don't want to spoil the plot but just some really good feminist themes and two amazing actresses susan mm-hmm. sarandon and um gina davies uh-huh. just um yeah amazing davis davies i don't know but um <laughs> that one who was in a league of the Rome, <laughs> her um oh and yeah so i love 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 mm-hmm. film and louise yeah good pick and yeah yeah, I feel like that's definitely up there. So yeah, you should definitely, if you haven't already, take notes of the films we said because obviously yeah. you're the gurus, <laughs> the experts. You know. And if you watch, yeah, and if you watch those films, you will have hit the jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that, is that your little, is that your little slogan? Your little. I don't know, girl. I'm just giving myself oh, opportunities here. You know, first episode. I can't I wait till first episode um, should really done... just be a kind of experiment in a way. A bleep yes. up experiment. You know, you find, yeah. your, find your way. I... Find, your, find your style. Always find your way back home. That was so bad. <laughs> that got Why am I singing? Book. Like, girl, stick to the day job. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. But, oh, this is it. I Just that, you know, I can't wait to hopefully do I more know. episodes and then look back on this monumental well, first I'm, episode. I'm, I'm honoured to be your first guest. That's a privilege. <laughs> Honoured. <laughs> All right, not met the Queen girl. Queen well, maybe we have. Of course, of course. <laughs> oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, yeah. So obviously, on my list, I failed to mention some Disney films oh. that are classics because yes. I was hoping to kind of talk about something. And I know that Aladdin live action will definitely be in your list. Let's talk about that, that for a minute because I know you have it? some. I refuse to watch it. I, after seeing the, like, no hate, because they're all doing work that, like, I could probably yeah. never do, or I'm not doing, so, like, no judgment. However, I saw the interview on Graham Norton. Oh, sis, that was rough. And it put me right that was off. That rough. <laughs> it put me right off. Um, and I know that you have some strong feelings oh, about live action, I, so I, do you care to tell the listeners? Because I, I have some feelings, I mean, too. I, I don't really feel like this is, like, a controversial opinion, but... I don't no, think it is but, either, to I be mean, fair. it's pretty obvious this is a cash grab by Disney to make more money. Yeah. Off mm. our nostalgia and off the things they already love. And, you know, even if it's a train wreck. Yeah, money. Yeah. Lady and the Tramp, I haven't seen that, but... <laughs> that is what we need to watch together, because I feel like that would be an experience. But, yeah, I just feel, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a train wreck. I mean... <laughs> you Lady and the Tramp, just got the image of those dogs, I know on the girl. red carpet. I think yeah. <laughs> oh my god, they had the red carpet moment. Oh, so funny. Um, yeah, I, but I yeah, feel like, yeah. You know, as you were Disney saying, Disney know for a fact if they release, you know, the Jungle Book, Aladdin, all these, uh, all these other Disney films again, but just make it live action. Like they know, even though it doesn't even matter if it's bad, people are going to go and see it and spend their money on it because it's nostalgia, which means yeah. that they don't mm-hmm. probably have to put as much creative effort into it 
Yep. Well, money buys creativity, girl. The, the old, the old <laughs> adage. Get a really kind of whole <laughs> lifeless movie, and I'm sorry. <laughs> to like, I Sorry, I, <laughs> I was like, just give us your thoughts. If you do, like, no, no shade to you. If you enjoyed it, that's fine. That's all it's about. But I personally watched Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Well. Oh, I love Beauty the... and the Beast. Okay, that is my no, favorite, I... like one of my favorite <laughs> Disney films. And the remakes. Well, girl, I'm just gonna say that I love Angela Lansbury, but that version of Tales All the Time. Time is out this time. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's just yeah, it yeah. was just I mean it was fine, but like just oh. But you were really good at the beast though. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? what? <laughs> I said you yeah, were really good as the beast and being the beast. Okay, I thought that was a funny joke, yeah, but apparently it was not. Okay, great. Yeah, and then you went, wait, yeah, what? You said something else. Oh right, my god. Great. This is like in our face. <laughs> That's like my career in stand up done. Oh. Career in stand up over. Right. Live, Live at the Apollo. Sorry, yes. I'm going to have to cancel my gig. <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, but <laughs> and you know what was also a little bit underwhelming just i don't know just i mean it was you could see they put a lot of money into it and you know the costume design and everything mm. else but just it just wasn't as magical as the original version well and yeah nothing really will be i just think that i just think disney should be they're not adding anything to it like i think if you do a remake or has to be like it's like when you revive a stage show uh-huh. or you're Cats. doing a version of a stage show uh-huh. oh don't <laughs> Don't you mention Andrew Lloyd Webber on this podcast. Oh. So help me, Lord. Um, when you do a um, revival or a, a show, the director, to be fair, tends to do their own stylized mm-hmm. or different take on the show to, you know, with their style as a director to play to the actors, you know, just to give it a breath of yeah. fresh life. Whereas when people do these live action films, well, they, oh, girl. It just came into that. The Lion King live action. I was feeling it for a hot minute when they said Beyonce was in it. And yeah. then I just was like, I mean, what, what, what is being added to this? realistic-looking animals that can't make facial expressions, really. Like, I mean, that's <laughs> the whole point of the Lion King original movie. They were all, like, tigers and lions. Like, Simba? And, like, and bears. Oh, my. Nothing. Oh, just Wizard of Oz quoting one of your other favourite films. <laughs> Olivia, can you tell the listeners? Can you tell the listeners when did you see Wizard of Oz? That childhood like a film. Month ago. <laughs> a month. I know it's criminal. It's criminal. But anyway, we digress. Because yeah. I was going to Disney favorites. That was the whole point. About the whole, because I feel like oh, there's mm, kind well, of a deeper thing here with the whole, you know, Disney kind of not being as creative anymore with their films. I mean, they still are releasing new films, Ooh. but. Well, be careful what you say, girl. Disney, because I'll have your head on a spike. I mean, I feel like I don't know. I feel like it's a kind of similar thing to what's going on actually in the film industry in general. Because if you think about it, the reason why Netflix is so creative and creating new things and all these great TV shows because they have the kind of creative power to do that. And they, if Mm. they release something that's not very good, it's not going to be that much of a risk. But if I, you know, if, if if there's a movie released or film released in the cinema, 
and it flops and that's a massive loss a massive loss and that's why i feel like all we're getting now is live actions or sequels or like that random (laughs) road home that comes up every few months starring like some random star and it's just so it's trashy sorry or like or like every this is the thing that every january i think or there's a certain month in the year there's always a a horror movie's released it's just like Annabelle 25 at Maisel B. How many animals have there been? Oh, God. It's You're sad. Out it's my, sad. My laugh. It's, That's why it's sad. It's true. But you know what? I... Stuff. <laughs> but I think that creators of reality TV, as I've seen Mm-hmm. And things I watch are film or television. Not so much television, to be fair, but film and reality TV. They're after oh, yeah. the shock value now. Because of social because of social media and because of things like that, everything is so readily yeah. available to us. So people want it now. They want the the they want Netflix release so they can binge it. They want so I think that's made the way that people create stuff different because they're having totally. to compete with that totally. type of thing. Um, so it means that they they want the shock of oh, Lion King, love that film. There's a live action, or you know, like they they want that. Oh, totally. Clutch, clutch your purse. But, uh, you actually, know what I, I mean? Don't know if you saw, because uh, did, did you ever watch um, Better Call Saul or like Breaking Bad? Better Call Saul. Who? Better Call Saul. <laughs> I think I went to school with her. <laughs> Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. But no, like this, here. This, the, um, obviously, the creator of the series. He postponed the yeah. um the most recent season because he felt like creatively it wasn't there yet mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people were annoyed but at the same time you want something that's good not something that's kind of half-hearted and not that polished to just be released quickly because yeah. you want to binge it you know and i feel like mm. creators just be allowed to take their time but then there's obviously production schedules and you know producers breathing down their neck and everything you know i suppose that's a terrible terminology please edit that yeah <laughs> that is staying right in i'm gonna repeat it a few times without breathing down your mouth. oh my god but um honestly yes back to disney because we, we did digress a little bit film industry god well you took advantage yes. and i am here for it but for me I know me and you love it. Oh, Zootopia. Yes. This, I feel like this is Girl, one of the films we like. The, we share a love for, which is agreed. rare for us because we are <laughs> divided on quite a lot of things. But it really so is. No underrated, and the themes, the theme, it's it really so is. good to watch for children because it basically compares the predators mm-hmm. and the prey, and you know it's got similar kind of themes, mm-hmm. or it's like a metaphor for race yeah. or any kind of divide with a um you know the oh, oppressor yeah. and the oppressed and you know about acknowledging our differences yeah. but being a kind of collective inclusive you know not just tolerating each other or not like not acknowledging our differences yeah. having that whole salad bowl thing and i suppose that's really poignant right now actually that we're talking yeah. about a film like that because you know obviously not very many films or people at it whilst it's increased are, are doing yeah, that I mean, I mean, I remember thing, watching it. You know? That was a couple of years ago now but I, rem- I would love to watch it again because mm. it's so good. But I remember watching it and thinking, like I'd heard a lot about it and thought, it's just maybe not going to really do much for me because it's a kids film. But it did not feel like I was watching a children's film at all. It felt like you could connect to anyone at any age. Like It, it was just so good. 
I and loved it. Funny it. As well. I loved the whole thing. The characters. The, yeah, there's some good jokes, yes. and the characters are lovable. Yes, and also has that whole thing about you know, yeah, it's just very good for the oppressed and the oppressor, like you know, the rabbit. I can't remember her name. I've not watched it in a while. <laughs> oh, ah! Judy Hopps. The She's OG. a real fan. Yes. Judy Hopps, that's right. I yep. remember Officer Hopps. Yeah, she is a. Mm-hmm. She's a bunny, she's a rabbit, and people don't think that, you know, rabbits mm-hmm. can be cops. And she's a you know, a female rabbit. Yeah. And you know I know. She, well, well, she actually, does it, you know. Listed one and you've that... just named one of my favourite Disney ones anyway, so I suppose that's that off the list. So well, w- what would be your next one then? If I've already yeah, stolen already one of yours. TV, which is my favorite. But um I don't know if it's technically mm-hmm. Pixar kinda, but Toy Story would have to be a Disney favourite. Oh, but this is the question though. Which one's the best? Well, One, we can two, three, forget four. about four existing. <laughs> because... Yes, oh, well, I will be fair. I oh. went to see that at the cinema. That was wrong. Um, I, I, <laughs> I went to see that at the cinema before mm-hmm. I started university. I was doing a summer camp, so I was away from home. So you know, I was feeling that nostalgia. I went to go and see it on my first day off. And they started playing You've Got a Friend in Me. And you know I'm not a crier. But I was on my Aww. own in the cinema crying that You've Got a Friend in Me. But then oh. the plot proceeded. And those yeah. those tears did dry on their own. Whilst, whilst Bo Peep yeah. was an icon. Like, I really appreciated her coming back. That that was, was yeah, the that was the only redeeming factor of that film. <laughs> yeah. Redeeming quality of Toy Story 4. Bo Peep! For those who haven't she seen it, well, film. I mean, I wouldn't really bother, but... but. I just kind of raise it from my mind and just pretend that three was the ending, because the ending. Yeah, so I I do the same. Oh, and just no, it's so that didn't happen for me. Toy Story, I know. I know what what character? Who was Jessie in that film? (laughs) Like where was she? She she got a few. She got a few lines. So bad. Yeah, Toy Story. But Toy Story two is the best yeah, one. Is the did, right yeah, answer. You, you yeah. didn't answer. I feel, and... I, I feel like I love them all kind of equally because yeah. I just love Toy Story. And the last two that are all my <laughs> Disney favourites, I have to say, are something we have mm. a lot of laughs about. And I don't know what you, I don't know which one you oh. want to talk about first because there's oh. a lot to unpack. What could that be? Of course we've got right, There's a lot to unpack, right. And. Oh. oh. Now. Okay. And. Uh, but yeah, say the other one first. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. Now there's a <laughs> lot to unpack here. I think we should go in chronological order and start with Enchanted because that was first, as far as I understand. Was that first out of those two films that uh, we kind of fell oh, in love yeah, with together? Oh yeah, it would be because yeah. Well, obviously, Ratatouille stemmed from a very <laughs> monumental trip that hopefully we're going to be having an episode on. Yes, I hope so. That would, that would be amazing. Soon. But yeah, so. Enchanted was that the one you were saying you want to spiel it first? I yeah, mean... yeah. So why don't you start? <laughs> well, I mean, you played. What was it? Well, it was when you came over to my house to a very loud and you know overwhelming amount. Oh, of people. oh my god! I forgot about that. <laughs> Are we about to have? <laughs> have a little gossip on this podcast and it was an expose podcast but <laughs> no we're not going to do that but basically no there wasn't but there uh, yeah. was a very interesting but party the house was this seeping, as we say <laughs> <laughs> aka there was about four bodies in total it was 
all the, the more neighbors were complaining about noises. I, I bring up the control. Obviously, bring up the double decker. But yeah, so at my amazing party, um, it was so amazing that Jack had to put on. <laughs> How does he know? By um, what was that? What? Oh, that's it. Nope. Giselle. Oh my god. Giselle. Giselle and Enchanted. But I mean, <laughs> I mean stems from the rap session. Because there's the It does because the there's a the happy working happy song. Working song there's yeah. a happy working so, song. So friends, even though you're ferment. Really I is. mean, it's just the funniest film because it, it's so uh, I went to go and see it in the oh. cinema actually. Oh, you're an OG. I just you went love to go it. See it when it came out. That's um, amazing. Wow. I did, yeah, and I've loved it ever since. I just think it's the most it really ridiculous is. I mean, that, film. Yeah, that I, 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 and all the people um, being in it. But it's like a parody yeah. of these princess films, you know. It, it does. It, it does parody it. the whole thing, which I love. The whole, the the whole, the woman falls asleep and just falls in love yeah. with the person that kisses yeah. her, kind of, I love you it. know. <laughs> The poor, the poor maiden waiting for the prince in the tower. Like, no, it's so good. It's gold. Thing. And obviously, Patrick Dempsey, amazing. Well, yeah, Grey's Anatomy, acclaim, which is the best television show of all time. Yes, but uh, amazing. Honestly, the the whole happy working song, basically, to explain quickly, we're not going to go into too much detail because there's going to be a full works on another podcast. Me and Olivia went to, with a you whole host of other good friends, right went to New... No, no, would, no, no, Olivia no, no, and I. When you're pronouncing this, the name of the city. Well, <laughs> I think, that is, right I think it is Olivia and I. What do you mean? The city. Pronounce what? We, we visited. You're going to say... Yeah! I didn't New York! <laughs> <laughs> New York, New York, yes, we went to New York and uh, Washington DC on a very, very hilarious trip. One of the best moments of my life. And uh, whilst we saw no rats, well, I saw a there were interesting so, reviews. There you go. And it was honestly, <laughs> I don't even know what the size of it was. But it was huge. We're not going to name any names in this hotel. Um, so they don't come for us for it was um, such an event <laughs> defamation. Yeah, um, um, but it was a hotel we went to in New York, and it so was bad. so bad. I think I think it was just <laughs> whole of events. But there was a running theme about there being thieving maids and rats and yeah. all sorts, which is the most ridiculous thing ever. Um, and that is what led to our total meme of ratatouille. <laughs> Olivia bought me a. Like a toy rat. I had to. Like, there's been video calls where we've, like, I've answered the phone and I'm playing. And they are, rat trees are very good folk. It's amazing. I haven't seen it in a while. I really. Anyone can go. I mean. Well, I know. We haven't seen that in a long time as Olivia Does it clearly have the creatives? I mean, why don't they just get whoever thought of. Ratatouille back in the studio again you know it's not that hard it's really not and you it's bought not. me a nice rat bag I bought you a rat tool that bag. I will be wearing another one for me though a Disney favourite because yeah. I've agreed with the ones you've said um Toy Story is obviously a big deal but obviously oh, the Finding yeah. Nemo Dory saga like Finding Dory was a really good sequel <laughs> 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 it was cute I thought it was so good and in the cinema 
I remember like one of the kids was watching in the center. I don't know where he was, uh, and they shouted, um, "Stop being mean to that fish!" Like across the cinema. It's very funny, um, but I, I love yeah. both the films. They're very good films, and um, you, I mean, you I, you're I, not I feeling very dory. I just kind of thought it was a bit <laughs> meh. Like wasn't much going on. Like it was fine, but yeah. You know. And oh yeah, and Mulan was was the other one. Oh, my Mulan. dad loves Mulan. It's great. Oh, no, honestly, right, in Mulan, there's this bit where it's like, da, 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 and Mulan goes, Hobby doesn't see you, right through me. I know, that is chills. Chills. And see, see the bit where she, she looks at her reflection, you know, and everything, and oh, yeah, it's amazing. And then when she cuts her hair off with a sword, I mean, that is iconic. I know. Oh, and the whole that whole number it must be there's a crossing, and she's climbing up the the like pole to get what the arrow from the top, and everyone's coming out. It's and amazing. Sun's rising. It's amazing, girl. I, I I does have a special place, Matt. There's also oh. a live action Mulan, though. I think it's been released on Disney Plus. Well, yeah, I think my dad's oh, yeah. seen it. Cause as I told you, he loves Mulan, um, oh, and yeah. and he said it was good. So. I think I think the, the the live action Mulan was adding something though because it was telling yeah. the kind of true story mm-hmm. of Mulan, not this mm-hmm. kind of different version, which was true to the, a bit the more like kind of yeah. What it was, but yeah, the, the yeah. other one was probably a yeah. bit more whitewashed to be honest. <laughs> Whereas this one was more true to the the tale of of Mulan. I think that's why yeah. the live action added something new. Whereas we can still appreciate the content of the other film but just yeah. recognize that you That's know the thing as well about time goes on and people do you stay need to true go, to the you know? original if you're making a, re- a remake or do you try something new because audiences are always going to be split because some people just want to see their nostalgia played out on screen and other people want to see someone a little bit different but there was another film that got a bit of controversy because it kind of deviated from the original plot i think it might have been dumbo but i can't remember that was maybe a total lie because i haven't seen dumbo no no there was dumbo there was um I can't, I can't remember properly, so don't quote me on this, but there was like a, a character called Jim Crow or something, and it was uh, a lot yeah. of racial kind of stereotypes yeah. and slurs, I think, possibly. I think it's about like you can appreciate for what it was, but like you can't constantly defend yeah. these these types of things. So this lockdown, what have you well, been I mean, watching? I know. We still got a lot so to get chatty. through. We are so chatty. We're going to have to fire through these like, lockdown papers stuff which girl that'll that'll be an interesting segment <laughs> uh, i mean my lockdown kind of viewing has been a little bit lackluster if i'm honest i think the best film i've watched is that midnight in paris Shameful. i was talking to you about which is really good it has oh it and really this has got us set on a trip to has. paris which you know because you know, i convinced myself that i'm fluent in french so even though i failed so at france higher really <laughs> Really underrated. Yeah, so yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Owen Wilson um, was in that, really right? Really underrated. Um, and I just, yeah, it, it's so good because it's kind of a crazy plot. It, the only downside is it's directed by Woody Allen, which... But I think the fact that we're we're talking about these films and things are coming up about how, oh, there's this controversial person or there's this... It yeah. just shows how it's it, so ingrained it really in, yeah. in institutes like film you know, there is these things where we, we I totally forgot. And I'm like, oh, I love Mulan. And then I'm like, wait, the whole reason they made that live action was because exactly of this. You know? like, do you separate, and I think that's a big debate yeah. that's going on. Do you separate the art from the artist? Because 
I mean, we've all watched a film that's been produced by Harvey Weinstein because he was the biggest producer in Hollywood. So do you just boycott all the films because he produced them? Or, you know, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't think you can do that. But I think you you just have to, yeah. like, acknowledge that, like, you know, you, you can't constantly defend them yeah. and, and call people PC just because they're complaining yeah. about, yeah. But it's like, valid thing, things. You know, I'm watching you know. this thinking, this is such yeah. a good film, but a kind of not so great person yeah. is behind it. But no, it was, it was still so good. Definitely worth the watch. Very good. And then obviously I watched Normal People as well. Um, I've not watched so it yet. I really want to. So many people have told me to watch it. Per episode. And they're, so you kind of fly through it because it feels like you're feels a lot quicker um, to watch. But it's, it's it's just there's not even that much kind of there's not really anything dramatic that happens. It's not kind of melodrama. It's just kind of about life and you know these two people who come together and it's just it's just it's really cute. It's just so nice. It's I just cute. kind of got we lost in it because you can just you can watch it. It just feels like a Oh, I love that. Yeah, it is. It is. That escapism type thing, right? I think I watched it about a day because it was so addictive. It's so good. And there's a book as well, obviously, which I would like to read. Yeah. For me, I have I've I've watched I've been kinda catching up on a lot of things Mm -hmm. that people have like maybe watched a while ago. So I've started watching so the three kind of things that I've definitely that stick out for me in lockdown um Uh that I've watched are Mm -hmm. The Crown, Doctor Foster and I Tonya. So these are like all things that people have like seen and talked about and have had quite mm-hmm. a lot of acclaim. Obviously The Crown has won many awards and I'm I'm only on season two currently, yeah. but I know about Olivia Coleman and Helena Bottom Carter, mm-hmm. you know, coming into it. And I love I like I think her name's Claire something. The person who plays Queen Elizabeth mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. first two seasons is amazing. And the person that plays Princess Margaret and you know it is almost like the Greek gods, the amount of tragedy that the, you know, the and the dramatics that they create with the royal mm. family, because there is a lot of potential for good storytelling here. And it's really interesting because me personally, I have a lot of feelings about the royal yeah. family, which aren't necessarily favourable. You know, I think that, you know, they shouldn't maybe be as glorified or have as much money as they do. It but, is. you know, it's interesting seeing it yeah. from a different perspective as well. But the other one, um, TV program that has been amazing about doing Doctor Foster. I don't know if you've yes. heard, but yeah, you said that your really sister and um, mum watched it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so dramatic! The main character is definitely <laughs> a Scorpio. That. I've assigned that to her. Like she's, I, no, I'm just realizing I'm like wait. shouting. I'm like in the car on my own, and I'm like, I'm like Doctor Foster was amazing, but genuinely. Um, Saran Jones plays this mum who finds out that her husband Ooh. is having an affair Ooh. and has been for two years. Well, that that would and the drama well. that ensues very well done, yeah. very gripping. Yeah, I love BBC a good British BBC BBC drama. Oh, I Tonya, and then obviously I Tonya. This is another one. Like we were talking about earlier, this is another one where I was angry at the ending because it, despite it being a, like, I personally I don't know about oh. you I love the stylized yeah, elements so of the good. film it made it like for a really entertaining watch you know with all that mm-hmm. and with it like you know parts of it being quite funny covered a lot of like the oppression okay. of women and female stereotypes mm-hmm. and how women Have are supposed seen... to act and yeah. you know because it's... figure skating obviously is very much oh, a, yeah. a beauty thing like pageants or the modelling world you know yeah. an, an Olympic sport has that pressure you Tonya know Tonya Harding Landing the triple axel it is 
oh that's a moment yes and, yes i love it and people should go watch that watch the film then well, you just get i really watched a lot of clips of about, about tony harding like afterwards to, you know learn more about it yeah and do her just and do her justice as Marvel. well and that's why the film is so amazing. good Marco really Robbie she's one of so the best versatile. actresses like, of our generation she can do just about anyone and anything she really is great. it's so good mm-hmm. but yeah definitely watch that it's on Netflix as is Dr Foster and The Crowd and as is this other one that I'm about to mention which I know Olivia loves lockdown favourite oh, Ryan Murphy I knew there was some sarcasm Hollywood. here <laughs> no I really was <laughs> you were waiting for the bomb to drop I love Ryan Murphy. Now, I will say this about Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy mm-hmm. is one of the big pioneers of television at the moment. Perhaps this is because he's making up for some of the weird <laughs> things he did in Glee, which I did also love. However, I will say I love Ryan Murphy. I think he's so creative. Yeah. He's so inclusive in his work. Um, However, it's like he's so creative. He's got nobody fine-tuning his work. He's like a runaway train sometimes. So sometimes it starts off really good, a.k.a. American Horror Story, yeah. um, and then it kind of oh, he's behind Pose goes, off, he? a, goes off the tracks. And and Pose is like my favorite show of all time. He is so behind much. Pose. I think he does better when he has like f- fact. Personally, that's just my how I view it. Some other people love the kind of the more wacky it gets, mm-hmm. and I do love things like Coven and Glee and stuff. But I think when like he did oh, um, OJ Simpson versus that. People, which was a big kind of ang- anger incited anger. Um, and you know when it's based on fact, yeah, I think that Ryan Murphy does a lot better. But I loved Hollywood. That being said, I did, and I it's one of the only I, I think maybe the only thing that I binge watched. Like, I, I started watching it with you at nine or something on Netflix party, and then you abandoned ship, which you'll tell us in a minute why. Um, but I kept watching. I loved it. I I thought okay, first of all, Patty Lapone, Patty Lapone. Can we just, yeah. I want to go to dream. Like, uh, she was amazing. I mean, when is Patty Lapone not absolutely an icon? So Patty Lapone is in this. Oh, Did I say Patty Lapone yeah. is in this? And then Dan Chris is in it. Dylan McDermott. And I think Dylan McDermott, this yeah. is his best well, role in that kind of Ryan Murphy saga. Soon, aren't we? And Dan Chris is in I that. Think so. We are. Dan Chris is in that. And I think that, I think you'll yeah, like that because that's. I, a lot yeah. more based around fact, and I think Ryan Murphy does it. Kind of sticks more to a li- like a pattern, which yeah, is so good that he's versatile in his yeah, work that good. can attract different viewers. But um, I love the kind of the quirkiness of it. I tend to use quirky a lot, but I like the quirkiness of it. Love the cast, and I love that I address really important issues mm-hmm. in a kind of dreamy scenario where it's still got the yeah. issues of how the affected felt, you know, but. It's, it also made clear that this was like a, yeah. you know, dream scenario, the whole dreamland mm-hmm. thing and, you know, what could have been if yeah. our society was maybe a little bit different. So I loved it. Anyway, now you're about <laughs> to tell us why it was the worst thing I've ever seen. And I wanted to love it because I watched the trailer and I was so excited for it to come out. But I just, I don't know, it was a bit of a disappointment to me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I will say the first episode like it, was I mean, a bit flat. The costumes were cool, and you know, it's obviously set in a cool time period and everything, you know, kind of stylish and everything. But I just, I don't know, it just wasn't really for me. Mm. It was, I know you were saying it was quirky, but to me, it just felt kind of a little bit cheesy. And I know you could sometimes that's, you know, something you can kind of overlook and or, or kind of enjoy. But for me, I just wasn't really. It probably thing. was, to but be fair, each yeah. Each of their own, I suppose. 
that's yeah. fair yeah well I know a lot of people that agree with you to be fair mm-hmm. so um I I personally loved it but what I loved more was the politician Ooh. which season two comes out in yeah um soon end of June anyway I don't know when soon end of June um but I'm uh-huh. very excited for that and it's got Bet Midler wow. <laughs> I mean could it be any more gay I mean it's yeah. got like Bet Midler I mean I mean, you've got Pat Lapone in the other one, and then you've got Ben Brilliant. Platt. Oh, love Ben Platt. But you still haven't seen Pose season um, two. Have you? You've seen the first season. I have not, I'd, but it's not because yeah. I didn't love Pose season one. It's just because it's I've just, been caught oh, up in the other Ryan Murphy. It's my favorite but, show of all time. Billy say. Porter and the whole thing is great. Yeah, and, and like how I was talking about Philadelphia, really impactful to you know feel like I, I have a duty to learn about. Mm my history like maybe you do I don't know about mm-hmm. other things concerning being a woman or but for me being gay yeah. I, I just feel like there's like a do you have to kind of learn yeah. about this stuff because yeah, obviously same, it's not always been as easy as I've had it kind of learning where it all kind of stems from inequality and everything it's, it's really it's so good and obviously this obviously the soundtrack mm. just continues to be that's what one I love. of the best soundtracks I've ever heard just I I actually loved it so much I oh I love the- it it's so great that there's this the, there is people now like Ryan Murphy who are um releasing art that is challenging people because as somebody who is very political mm-hmm. um it's, it's so, so great to see it in that so very artistic and enjoyable watch so cool. yeah re- watch that if you want mm-hmm. to learn why mm-hmm. I'm so obsessed with mm-hmm. things like Drag Race and stuff but then Drag Race is obviously my religion yeah. Grey's Anatomy is my I, favorite TV I show of all time I mean, I, but you left shit probably at the right time because season season like 7, 6 to 10, 11 golden era um, but I still love it now there is characters that I still love too so I always I think love Grey's Anatomy uh, again I for the kind of inclusive the themes and stuff as well but just great drama was happening like, it was just a bit... and everyone had pretty much died that's not even a spoiler <laughs> pretty much everyone dead <laughs> everyone died but guys spoiler for Grey's Anatomy everybody dies exactly, there's every yeah. sort of natural or be man-made like disaster that you can like, think of someone dying in the other you know in one ward and oh yeah it's yeah. just everything bad that can or in a plane crash as well spoiler sorry oh the, yeah they're, well, spoiler girl I was just giving a generic but there yeah the, there may or may not be a plane crash <laughs> I'm trying to think of a connector, but Ooh. I can't. But our next topic was going to be guilty pleasure. <laughs> guilty well, pleasures. Got one. Yeah. I've got one. Guilty pleasures. <laughs> you got one guilty pleasure. Of course you do. Olivia doesn't do guilty top pleasures. Rated. Olivia only watches films which are top rated. So let's hear it. Anyway, <laughs> I have only one. I think I'm just trying to think if I've got any others that are kind of like bad but good. I mean, I don't know. Okay, I can maybe have two, but the second one is kind of fine. Pretty Woman. Just say it, girl. I don't. That's the thing. I don't know because a lot of people love it. Is that a guilty pleasure? I love I Pretty Woman. <laughs> I love that that's your guilty pleasure. Like Although a, it's really, a it's highly not, acclaimed it's a guilty pleasure because critics don't like it. Yeah, I would know. Oh, well, you, you I don't would know. know. If that's completely true. There might be some critics who like it, but yeah. No, that's and fair. That's fair. I, mean, I think I think it's a very a lovable film. I do love it a lot. And I don't know. It's not really. That. You know, it's. I don't know. It's. I suppose it's nothing like groundbreaking in film history. But, I mean, the the screenplay though is amazing. It's so good. The writing's brilliant. That's what does it for me. But guilty pleasures okay. for me. I'm gonna quick fire because I've got well, five. Is that the one with the pink one? Surfs up. 
Yeah, Why? it's such a good film. Uh, Jeff Bridges is one of the voices, and it's just such I a funny to, film. I like, I can't when, believe it's a like, kid's film. It's out, so uh, funny. Ago, I think that even when I was a kid, I was like, nah. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I was like, well, I would be like, <laughs> no, nah. It's. <laughs> I loved it, and we still watch it whenever it comes on the family. Ooh. Same with um, for Fifty First Dates, which is my other one with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. Yeah. But it's so good. It's so bad, though. But it's so good, and every time it's always on the TV, and I always end up watching it with my dad, who is a lover of rom coms. Um, third is a gay classic, oh. gay cult film, Death Becomes Her. Oh, love it. I see me. You need to watch this, but it's kind of got that Rocky Horror vibe where it's like so bad. <laughs> It's like it's like farce. It's farcical. Meryl Streep oh and Goldie Hawn and Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruce Willis. <laughs> in this film, and it's just the most camp. It's so camp, and it's so ridiculous. Pete Horner in the same vein, cult classic. Just so. It's so good. I, I, there was one summer where I would like watch it all the time and then if I didn't have enough time to watch the real thing I would go mm-hmm. from um, one of the numbers called Rose Tint My World uh, no actually I didn't go from Rose Tint My World I went from Planet Hot Dog yeah. into Rose Tint My World which I think tells you just from the titles how absolutely bizarre this film is it's mm-hmm. just so ridiculous and I went to and see it and see oh, it for the first great. time at Halloween but- and it was so fabulous um and Beaches no, is the final one with Bette Midler. I, I feel like these are all very gay. She says <laughs> um, her and her friend, every time you watch it, Beaches, oh, it's so, yeah. it's so sad, apparently. I love Beaches so much that when I think I was in like third year in music, I mm-hmm. didn't have the vocals to be Bette Midler, funnily enough, and decided that I was going to sing Wind Beneath My Wings. And it's safe to say it was one of the worst things I've ever sang. And there's a that's Aww. a big list. Uh, it, it was very bad, but brilliant. I still need to watch. But those are my guilty pleasures. I, I have to say, I was I was enjoying it. Just I know that must surprise you. Yeah, it's very good. That, that well, it. fire through your overrated oh, wait, girls. Overrated. Here, the time is a ticking. <laughs> but you're still talking about guilty pleasures. <laughs> Girl, we've been okay. here so long. You don't even know the topic names. Where do I even start? I here, then. Here, the list. Fire through. I mean, we do again, that. I like it. I, I, it's not my fate, cool but I, I that, like you it. Know, it's the out of order kind of story structure. It's you know going back to not non linear. That's the word I was looking for. Um, yeah, non linear structure. Call yourself a film student. I don't know. It's non linear. <laughs> I don't know. It just wasn't my thing. Olivia's non linear. I just yeah, I love other Tarantino films. Don't get me wrong. Non linear. I've loved every single film I've watched of his. <laughs> Apart from Pulp Fiction, and I was expecting to love it anyway. Because yeah, who, would, right. who wouldn't yeah. want to hear us just, just talking about? Well, let's hope so. For an hour, <laughs> for <laughs> over an hour. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think listen on your walks, listen doing whatever you're doing. Yeah, um, maybe, yeah. And listen, so maybe going to sleep because we could bore people to sleep it. with this. <laughs> for me, I'm going to start off. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go straight for the jugular controversial oh no that's that's a time I, like. I can i can understand it oh, i know i can people feel i can i'm in a car i feel like people have heard me say that and they're like 
coming for me. Like other people, I just thought I just I don't know. I just felt like it maybe would have been better as a stage show because then it could have been stylized. But I just felt like it yeah, kind of led to is. nowhere. When it finished, I was like, no way is that it. I can see why you didn't enjoy it because it is quite it's quite unusual as well. It's quite an odd film. Like it's just very there's a lot of like shouting and screaming and it is indeed guns being pointed and it, some other just, rather gory things. Not it. And yeah, I think I'm so impressed that well, I'm not I'm I impressed, know. but like also I mean, amazed that we managed know. to speak this long about all these topics. But. I think we have. I think before we finish the podcast, because obviously, my aim, my aim, <laughs> my aim, Lord of God, my aim, all right, London. My aim when making this podcast is, you know, as much as I love mm-hmm. talking, I just want to create mm-hmm. a kind of getaway. I love listening to podcasts. It's really got me through lockdown. Um. But whilst I want it to create a getaway, I feel like it would be amiss of me not to mention Mm -hmm. the current climate of the Black Lives Matter movement. And whilst um, as a white person, this isn't really my role to clear my conscience, Mm -hmm. I do want to kind of lift up the voices that are affected Mm -hmm. and kind of talk about things that maybe, like, just at the end here, because I'm sure I, I can have an episode dedicated to this but just quickly kind of acknowledge that this is something that's happening and people have a right to feel upset during a uh, yeah. clearly systemic I mean, issue that this is a, bigger a than bigger george issue. floyd and obviously george floyd is a big deal this is it's opened up a lot of understandable and i read a post earlier today and it said um you know people people are talking about I can't remember exactly what it said, but it's it kind of commented on how if you focus on yeah. the worst oh, of so the true. protesters, but the best of the police. That's so true. Like, does that not tell yeah. you about the the attitudes that people have, the stereotypes, or like you know? But I would I, just like to recommend a few sources where I have mm-hmm. kind of been seeing stuff and yeah. why it's I think it's important for us to kind of speak up. So. I love listening to podcasts, as I said, and Sibling Rivalry with Bob the Drag Queen and Monet Exchange, two mm-hmm. black males who are drag queens who are also gay, talking about their experiences as minorities, but particularly as um, black people. And I think listening to their podcast, you know, hearing the perspective yeah, I need and to, how I need to tune emotional that. and real this is to so many people, you know, like... yeah. Like for me, this is something mm-hmm. that I have a choice. I have a choice whether I go to a protest. I have a choice whether I post. Yeah, same here. Because you know, I'm I'm unfortunately mm-hmm. privileged in that no, sense. No. You know, whereas other people, this is their life. You know, mm-hmm. and so I think that hearing that perspective is really important. So I would recommend that podcast. I think there's a few other podcasts that you can find, um, which are like about race was one of them. But I, you know, there's a few titles currently. I think. Uh, Apple podcasts oh, are currently yeah, yeah. Only, were, or were only mm-hmm. showing mm-hmm. a selection of um, black creators. Yeah, and I think it's important again just to listen to the voices mm-hmm. affected, and that's a um, kind of the epitome or a perfect example of that. And another one that I posted oh, was Jane Elliott, who amazing. was on the Oprah Winfrey show and has done many works since then. Interviews. And she did the blue, um, yeah. Well, That's she did great, an experiment, yeah, which is why 
hers is interesting to watch um which i would watch just search gene elliott oprah mm-hmm. winfrey and you know yeah. to give your know, perspective yeah. there you know um that's what helped helped me i just think it's important mm-hmm. again to mention this because of the current climate i'm not trying to well, actually, say oh look at me that, you know because I, I, i've had to do a lot I of learning say, I, I didn't i'm sure you have too how bad it really it really is i mean this is this is really shed a light on you know the systemic racism that exists not just in the u.s but everywhere just about you know and it's it's a harsh kind of reality for people to deal with yeah and, and I, I, think, I think that's uh, why yeah. a lot of people won't speak about it but it's so exactly i know mm-hmm. but it's not about us you know like it's not i mean it is because we're white people and that doesn't that means we have to recognize that we've had a privilege based on the way that society is and talking about film you know there's so much film which you know there's not much yeah. well there hasn't been yeah. much visibility for years of people of color you know and there's people like mm-hmm. still now, you know, Scarlett Johansson, Tilda Swinton taking up roles of, of people of colour. Yeah. And, you know, people not realising why these things like blackface and stuff mm-hmm. are offensive and why things are having to be removed. Because we have to challenge the system, which previously yeah. made yeah. a joke out of the existence of people of colour. Oh, well, it's I mean? so easy, isn't it? I mean, and, it's... and, you know, I think signing petitions is something or that... Fill in your email address, you, one click, you know, that's it. It's so easy... And... And stream it. You can even if you don't have money, you can stream certain YouTube videos, and I'll I'll link as a few which I think are important. And obviously, yeah. there's so many, but there is the stream to donate mm-hmm. where you can like stream a video of you know black creators, and um, yeah, it donates no, money to yeah. like the bail fund or or things like this. But I I, I think you know there's a lot of things yes. in film. You were talking about this earlier, so you're yeah. a film student, just quickly. Um, as we've covered, and you yeah, had yeah, to, it's quite an yeah. So thing. there's I a mean, lot of white I've, kind I've of savior attitudes in films. Um, that comedian self, Seth MacFarlane, he was kind of talking about. I think or is it yeah. Seth MacFarlane? Oh my god, I probably totally got got gotten yeah. him mixed up with something else. He's a late night host. He's one of the late night hosts, and he made this video about kind of like white savior kind of theme that runs in films, and this was made about a year ago, so it wasn't even made. And this is what we as white people watch and this is why we have that it's like totally different but like as a gay person there's a lot of straight couples in films and that tells people what's normal and it's the same thing Mm -hmm. you know it's an indoctrination of things of attitudes of stereotypes that give us a bias films and i really love the book but you know there is obviously the fact that it was a white author who wrote it so you know there's problems there um but, you know, they were talking about how it is kind of, there's a whole white saviour thing within that film of, you know, it's not really coming from the perspective of where it should be coming from. It's coming yeah. from a white perspective, which is not, the, you know, it's not, it's not genuine. It's not, you know, exactly. yeah. that's why it's so important to have. Like, listen you know, to the voices of those that are affected. I think that's something that I've kind of been repeating. Yeah. And I don't mean that in any kind of, white savior way myself mm-hmm. or patronizing but that's kind of what helped me learn you know listening to those that are affected by it because i've said before i think mm-hmm. the measurement of a civilized society and I, i'm probably quoting someone else on this but the measurement of a civilized society yeah. is understanding experiences that are secular to ours you know what i mean not being so like thing to think 
that your experience is yeah. your only experience. Oh, no, definitely. When people experience yeah, it, other so things important to hear is back voices to and why yes. in, yeah. in the likes of film it's so important to have not just this one voice but loads of different voices and people behind the films and in the films should be diverse. Because it's got to be representative of the world that we're in. And I think that there's, you know, when, as we talked about earlier, everything yeah. is so readily available to us. If you don't know, find out. You know, there's a whole section on Netflix yeah. now dedicated to films by yeah. black creators or concerning the, these topics, which are was, uh, coming to light in the Black Lives so, Movement. It's just, so it, it's, it's yeah, such yeah. a scary, not scary, but like, you know, it's, it's scary what was revealed in the documentary because it's just, it just shows you how corrupt the prison system is in the US and the whole incarceration problem over there and it's just oh it's it's really it's it's a it's a tough watch but it should be watched because it's it's educational and it just sheds light on um, a, a massive issue that's obviously being spoken about today. And obviously as well the yeah. um that one I was talking to you about when they see us as well. And yeah such mm-hmm. I was a wreck after that. That was just uh-huh it's just so you just can't believe that actually happened. I think the fact that it's obviously based on a true story is just so kind of harrowing, and it just shows you everything again that's wrong about the justice system, and just not just in America, obviously, but everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. There's so much we could get into. I know, but I think you know we are desensitized to think that you know we can clock out of this and just yeah. separate ourselves from it. And then, like you said, be able to step back from it and not really have to worry about it, as opposed to people who are actually living that reality and have to still think about it and worry about it. I know. Because, and hopefully there's some change made, uh-huh. you know, with the protest. Oh so, my God. Yeah, I think wow. that is us covered all the bases today of this podcast and I hope that it's been enjoyable for you to listen <laughs> so to well high. done if you've managed to stay through to do a lot of the end because I've really enjoyed this for about an hour and a half oh I know yeah the remix <laughs> watch me like the uncut version it's going to be like it's going to be a film I, I very much enjoyed this and I yeah, am not looking so forward high. to the editing process but I'm looking forward to the episodes are you, to come. Are you recording any more this weekend? And or are you I, decided to sing this weekend? Yeah, I hope I hope people enjoy. And All to be revealed. For having um, me, it's been fantastic. Thank you for I listening into the jackpot. Thank you for, for joining us, Olivia. Maybe another film topic or maybe, I don't know, something else. All oh, sorts to come. Anytime. Yes. <laughs> all sorts. There's going to be all sorts to come, so... You keep listening, listening to the jackpot. I need to think of like a catchphrase to end on, Did but you? I don't have anything. Thank you. See you later, Cha-ching. Bye. Thank you very much. See you later, Olivia.